Joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, here with Gerald Bourget. Saul was around here at one point in time. Uh, Jay's asking in the chat, Saul, where you at? Oh. Oh. Hey, Saul. How's it going? Okay. Um are you are you good? Oh yeah, I'm good. You're good? Yeah. Yeah, are you happy to be here? I am. I am yeah. Have you spoken to Lindsay? I know Lindsay and I haven't talked since game seven. Oh but um I haven't talked to a lot of people. I haven't talked to Sean, I haven't talked to Emma. You know, so yeah. Did you just feel like we needed a break? From I don't you? know who that is. <laughs> 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 and that's the kind of stupid shit we have to deal with today oh boy uh, i think my favorite comment so far is Gaines being like salt drinking water lol no way as if that's not apple juice <laughs> that's what you guys said oh my god oh my fantastic welcome in everybody saul's here officially joined the show because We've got a lot more drama to talk about <laughs> yep. that came from day one of the Phoenix Suns training camp. Like, y'all, the amount of like soap opera level Man. BS that we are dealing <laughs> with right now is on another level. I, mean, I didn't think anything was going to top the summer. Nope. And now here we are. And it's just it's going to another level. <laughs> Oh man! Day one. We can't have nice things. We it's, cannot. It's have been nice zero things. days since the last dumpster fire incident here. Charles, you were right. I got to use a co- coaster on the on the new furniture. Jacob yeah. loved that. Okay, well, let's get into it. So, day one of training camp, and after things kind of wrapped up, we got to hear from some of the players and Coach Monty. And the first player we we spoke to was Da. And I'll be honest, as I was watching this live, I, his first answer to the question, the very first question he was asked. It was a much more thoughtful type of answer than what we saw yesterday, or at least there was more substance to it. It was a couple sentences long. He was giving legitimate answers, and I was like, okay, this is more in line with the typical DA that we get majority of the time when he speaks with media. Yeah. And then it just took a hard left turn. Mm-hmm. It, it it felt like he was still kind of putting on that business approach, that straight-faced approach at the start, but... As we started to talk to him a little bit more and ask him about his diet over the summer, he was talking about a new diet. He mm-hmm. started cracking a smile a little bit. Joking it, about not eating Mexican food and right. carne asada french fries every day. Right. Like, I was like, okay. We were this close to getting DA to just kind of bust out of the shell that he's been in the last couple of times we've talked to him. And then somebody asked a question about whether he's talked to Monty since game seven. Mm. And this is what we got. How have you and Monty kind of been able to move I haven't on? spoken to Monty. No, I haven't spoken to him at all. Ever since the game. So, not, not even... Not even no. Open that game. So? I'm here. Are you happy to be here, Pierre? Yeah, I'm alright. You know, I'm in between those lines now, I just work. You know, I'm not playing for myself, you know. I have an organization across my chest, and uh, him in my back, I have to represent. I'm just here to work. If you could talk about what would you want 
talk to him about, what would you want to tell him? Huh? Well, if you could talk to Monty, what would you want to talk to him about, what would you want to tell him? I can show him better than I can tell him. So my when I was watching this live, I I was waiting for the the little tiny smile out of the corner of his like mouth. Like I thought he was being playful with us again and was about to be like, oh, I'm just kidding, we're fine. Mm-hmm. Like just to poke fun at the narratives that were out there. And and when it didn't come and it got really awkward and uncomfortable, I was like, oh. I, I feel like I, I feel like this. I feel like some feelings were hurt. Mm-hmm. during contract negotiations mm-hmm. about his value to this team and the value of other players compared. And I don't think it's sitting well with DA whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think when he finishes off this by saying I could show him better than I could tell him, um, I think he, man, I hope, I hope that he's out to to prove a point this year and make sure everybody knows that he's he's a top-tier player in this league because I have never – and I've been around this guy for six years. I've never seen this side of him no. ever. Like to say that about your coach, like we haven't talked. It's and be been, so fast with it, too. yeah. And just cut like no. anything. No, nope, no. Not at all. Like I'm like, oh my god, four and a half months. It's been man. Like, and I I get it because you know we'll get into what Monty had to say in response to this, but like given the way that things ended in game seven, given all the narratives, all the buzz, all of the speculation on the outside, I understand that these guys want to tune all of that out and just focus on what they do because that's how this media machine works, unfortunately. But like when we're asking a a simple question like that and that's the response we're getting, yeah, we are going to think that there is a problem and it's not something to this point, it's been underplayed. And in over the summer, DA said that their relationship was calm. That didn't seem calm. That seemed like there's some lingering resentment there about things that have not been nipped in the bud. Um, I don't think that we're overreacting to this whatsoever. No, I think this is a legitimate um, feeling that that DA is is exuding. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you can see the emotion on his face in terms of like he's just very stoic, mm-hmm. and that's just not that's just not DA. It's not. Now again. Uh, it's listen like Musab Abdi in the in the chat says. How is this not Monty's fault? Mm. It it absolutely is partially on Monty. Mm-hmm. I would say eighty percent because he is the leader. Yes. He is the head coach of this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the twenty percent has got to be Da in terms of his openness to have a conversation about some some hard things to talk about. You know what I mean? And so I listen as 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 somebody that's been in kind of a, a leadership position from time to time and. Um, you have to face things that sometimes you don't want to deal with and you have to talk to personalities and people sometimes that you don't want to uh, because the topic might be too difficult to get to there. But in this instance, we're talking about basketball mm-hmm. and we need to get the fuck past it. And that's on money. That mm-hmm. is absolutely on money as the leader of this team. Nobody's going to respect money if he doesn't if he doesn't step up and 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 say and and do the things that he's preaching, you have to. You have to talk to your center. He's right. disgruntled. He's unhappy. You got to make things right and it, get him to understand the bigger picture. The fact that you guys haven't even had a d- discussion since that game seven is, I can't even believe it. Right. And we, he was brought in here to help fix the culture, to help. And he's talked at length about how he wants this to be a place where he feels like guys are comfortable coming forward and talking to him. Okay, everybody's different though, and like if DA is not c- comfortable initiating that conversation, 
you've got to take it upon yourself and do that. And that is money. And I see a lot of people in the chat saying, you know, oh, he's tired of the bullshit. He's tired of answering the same questions. These are different questions. And like and nobody, media day, and also nobody has spoken to DA since game seven. Yeah. Right. Media, he has not been available to media literally since game seven. There was no exit interview for us to talk to players. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All we got was Monty and James Jones. And somebody in the chat said, I'm sure Monty talked to him directly after game seven. Literally the next day, Monty told us he didn't. Mm -hmm. So it's not that. And then like I was willing to at media day consider like, OK, maybe he is sick of what people in the media have been saying about him. The storylines, the headlines all that but like today he was opening up to us until it got to the subject of money so like i don't think this is just a media thing it could mm -hmm. be partly a media thing but i do think there's some lingering resentment there and even as much as Monty tried to downplay it after the fact. Yeah, so we did talk to Monty after we talked to the players. So we talked to DA, then we talked to Dario Saric, and then Monty. And of course, Monty was asked about the situation, and here was his response. Talked to a bunch of our guys. Um, as I said earlier this summer, like they, they needed a break from me, the gym. Um, unless you were in the gym like every day, I've had interactions with everybody, but talking to guys about deep stuff, there's a number of guys I haven't talked to. Um, I think when you've been around a group as much as we have the last three years, with first year, the bubble, condensed seasons, I felt like guys needed a break. Uh, even when guys were in the gym, I wouldn't come downstairs just because I wanted them to break from, from me. I think so much has been made of the Game 7 deal, and rightfully so. We addressed that last night as a team. You, you can ask everybody in the gym. I put it to bed last night. We talked about it as we do every year after the tough loss, and we just put it to bed. So I, I wouldn't well, so, so according to Monty, basically, he's saying that essentially he hasn't talked to a bunch of his guys mm -hmm. on this team that he wanted to give them a break from him, from the game seven stuff and just things that have to do with work in general, wanted to give them an off season. Um, and I think the exact term he used was deep stuff in a one on one kind of situation with a lot of these guys. Which I will say, okay, fair. I do understand needing to give guys some space. You need to collect your emotions, your thoughts, feel your feels before maybe you have a deep kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. However, it's to me, it's clear that DeAndre feels some type of way about not having had a conversation with his head coach. Mm -hmm. And I think that's on Monty to read the room that, okay, this kind of guy doesn't need it. He's fine. He's moved on. But this guy over here needs the conversation. And that's on me to initiate and to bring that conversation forward and actually start it. Bingo. I Bingo. think that's the biggest issue. You, you got to know your people. You absolutely got to know your people. And you got to know what makes them tick. And clearly, uh, DA is disgruntled about something. Mm -hmm. um, whether it be Game 7 or the way he was used last year or the contract negotiations or whatever. Um, you've got to deal with that if you're money. You have to. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise... Listen, it might be all well and good until we hit the first snag in the season where they don't see eye to eye and DA's coming off the sideline and he, and those two get into it. Like, that could very well happen. Hell, that could happen game one against the Mavericks. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 
they better figure their shit out quick. Otherwise, it's <laughs> it's going to be DA versus Monty. And if DA plays at a high level and shuns Monty, ooh, that's not good for Monty. I'll tell you that much right now. It's not good for the whole organization because you know that people, guys, are going to take sides. And you know where Chris Paul's allegiance is probably going to lie. You know where Devin Booker's is going to lie. So if you have a prominent member of your team who cannot be traded until January 15th versus the two other stars on the team and your head coach, that is a disaster waiting to happen. This is... This is something that needs to get nipped in the bud. Somebody in the chat said, KYP, know your personnel. That applies to your own players just as much. And, and Monty is here. He was brought here because of that aspect of his head coaching. Like, that's what he was touted as. So now to, you know, say that you address Game 7 as a team, you got to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation. You've got to see that he is upset. You see, so I hope someone shows him the clip and is like, yeah, you should probably talk well, to him. Well, he'll know now based on the fact that you guys told him exactly what da said but also, also in the chat jose no i was gonna okay. go with jay go ahead um jose has been mentioning a few times that um this comment specifically why does money have to babysit this ain't high school motivate yourself act professional and i've seen that word act professional mm -hmm. a couple times in our chat so far i don't think this is unprofessional by deandre he answered a question that was asked to him honestly that's not unprofessional. That's just being yeah. truthful. And if we know anything about DA, it's that 99% of the time, he is very honest when yeah. people ask him questions, That's whether it's media or anything of that sort. It's also not unprofessional if he's just giving us a glimpse into what's actually happening. Like, could DA go to Monty and be like, we need to have a conversation? Sure. But Monty is the leader. Like, I get it's not high school, but it's still like, Regardless of how old you are, if you're in any type of organization where there is a ladder mm -hmm. of hierarchy, the person at the top is the one who typically would initiate that type of a conversation. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. He's, okay. he's the adult in the room. Like he, there's the power structure there. There's the fact that he's the coach of this team. And he was brought in as a steward, as the sort of shepherd of all these youngsters. Like it's, it's his job to initiate that. How about Moniac Professional? How about that? Like this, this is the example of this, of the slant that people take on DA that I do not like, like you're sitting here saying that he's not being professional, but he's answering everything uh, honestly. Uh, and what about, about the, the situations that listen, he's been getting dogged out by half of a son's fans and media since day one. Um, and then you get to the season and he's doing everything he possibly can for the team. Um, what they're asking him to do and the part of the system that they're working him in, um, everything basically centered around Chris Paul and Devin Booker and, and DA being that third piece when necessary. And he's done that. And last year he was supposed to get paid. Fuck. Chris Paul even said he's about to get the bag. Mm -hmm. Everybody thought he was going to get paid. Doesn't get paid. You know what I mean? Like, did Monty have his back at that point? We don't know that. We have no idea. Mm -hmm. Then we move into the season. Everything moves along and, DA's being professional. He's not trying to throw anybody under the bus. He didn't get paid, but he was going to play no matter what. And then we get to the offseason. He still doesn't get paid. And he still doesn't get a contract until they're forced to have to give him a contract or lose him. Wouldn't you be a little disgruntled at this point? Like if your employer just continually kicked the can down the road a million times until finally they were like, oh, shit, you know, you actually might leave. Here you go. Like, so, so in that regard, it's up to Monty to understand all those elements, put it all together and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with DA and get him to understand 
what that working relationship can be about and how they can move forward in the process. Otherwise, it, it yeah, this is going to be a short-lived season for DA because he will be traded January 15th. Yeah, it's it's not. I, I do think that like when you listen to DA talk the last two days, he's put a much heavier emphasis on, I've always approached this professionally. I've always done my work and put my work in in the gym. And I think he's sick of people just not understanding the work that goes into his craft. Um, the fact that he can be a bubbly personality and still take his job seriously. Um, cause he's mentioned it at least several different times unprompted. So and blue gold makes a good point. Monty also accused, uh, DA of quitting in the middle of game seven. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> I mean, Jesus, I just, I just don't this understand why there situation. wasn't a conversation. Had. Why don't people it, like to talk to each other anymore? Communicating. Oh my God. <laughs> Gerald, get out. This guy. Please, we need Gerald. some levity. Everybody's we, so mad right we, now. We, you know what? You know what, Gerald? We need a break. Okay? We need a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I Listen, at the end of the day, time will tell. DA did say that he feels like he can show better than he can say. Mm -hmm. As far as when he was asked, if you did talk to Monty, what would you say? He just said, I feel like I can show what it needs to yeah. be shown more than I can say it. Mm -hmm. And it seems like he is taking everything that happened in the last year and putting it towards his game, which is a huge positive for all of us, for sure, and hopefully a positive for him and his team as well. Because he also said he has an organizational name on the front of his chest mm -hmm. and his name on the back. He's not playing for himself. He's playing for this team. Right. Everything else that he said was fantastic really and not great. alarming at all it was good things to hear you know I'm, when i'm between the lines i'm focused on what i'm doing i'm representing the the name across my chest like all that was fantastic to hear it's just unfortunate it comes day one of training camp that we're hearing that there's still a little bit of friction there at least a little bit it's yeah. not great i almost wonder if the sun should have not let da talk today and given him a few more days <sighs> around the team maybe an opportunity for the Monty and him to have a conversation or I don't know I'm not putting any blame on them by you, any means right. I'm just wondering if maybe there was a few more days in between they could have had the talk and then this was not this Ma was a non-starter Monty we know you've had about know. 143 days but uh, we're gonna give you 146 to make sure that everything's gonna be okay with you and DA I, I was kind of surprised that they did give us DA for today I was too because everyone was speculating Thursday is when we would probably hear from DA right. I was glad that they were for yeah. sure Sorry, he's not gonna be happy about that oh, oh wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry that's <laughs> fine that's a happy I'll joke at least <laughs> but yeah so that's kind of what happened there um as far as deandre and and monty had to go uh we did talk to dario the homie dario saric came through as well <laughs> we did he was asked about da and i will say the one thing that dario did say is that he thinks da seems happy and that Dario thinks DA is a great guy, a good teammate, and he's happy to have him as a teammate. So There's really that. nice, kind things from Dario. <laughs> Look, I, I I don't want people to worry that like DA is going to not act professionally or whatever because of the responses he's given because I've seen that come up a few times. But like, I think DA has no problem with his teammates. And the way that we were talking about this yesterday, the way we saw him in the building at Media Day after the presser, the way he's been interacting with staffers and other teammates, it seemed normal. It's been DA. But like, so I'm not surprised to hear Sharp say that like, yeah, he, he is taking a, bit, a little bit more of a business approach than before. 
but that's because of the pressure that comes with num- being a number one pick of the whole contract situation of, you know, he was saying after his finals appearance that he was kind of a different in his demeanor and how seriously he took that, that work. So it's good to hear Dario say that, but the issue here doesn't seem to be between DA and his teammates. It's, it seems yeah. a little bit more above board. I agree. Cause yeah, everything we've seen, even on social media, what the Suns were sharing on their social media pages <coughs> from Media Day yesterday, mm-hmm. it is very obvious that DA had a great time mm-hmm. when he wasn't talking to us. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Which says a lot. It does say a lot about how his attitude is with his teammates and behind the scenes. And uh, maybe we're the problem. Maybe we're not the problem. I don't know. I uh, guess we'll find out. I'm not mad at Josh Hunt's uh, comment. We got to mm-hmm. set up a PH next DA fan club section at the arena so he feels the love. I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. (laughs) Yeah. DA also did share um, some photos from yesterday on his Twitter and his Instagram account with the caption, five in, but I'm 10 toes. To which I think we all have are in agreement here. It's five in, obviously season five, Mm -hmm. 10 toes, 10 toes down essentially means like I'm locked in. Fully in. I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. Committed, devoted, all those things. So... I'm excited to see DA play this year. I really uh, am. I, I, I don't I don't know if this is going to be extra motivation for him in addition to the money that he got, but I'm excited to see what happens. I've been waiting for him to play fuck it ball for a while. Like, you know, if you don't know what that means, that means like when all <laughs> things are kind of going uh, a million different places, you just say fuck it and take over. Like that's that's what I want to see from DA. Uh, stop deferring to everybody else when you know you have a mismatch. Stop deferring to everybody else when you know you got the shot and you can take it. Like, I'm, I'm done him deferring to, to Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I think now you're in year five. You should be able to prove yourself on the court. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Like, and he's not going to go out of his character and try to do things that he's not capable of doing. He's still going to keep everything in the flow of the offense, but – I just think that we've seen so many times watching these games, so many opportunities for DA to be able to do more than he had been doing. Um, and I think those, I think we're finally here where we we know exactly what the, the ceiling for DeAndre Aiden is going to be. We're going to see that in this first month or two. And I, I hope it's going to be awesome. I really do. I'm fascinated and low-key terrified to see how this situation plays out because it's it's really pitting a coach and their playing style versus potentially DA. And I don't think it's fair to frame it that way that maybe that's the wrong way to phrase it, but it is interesting because we were so excited to see what DA could add to his bag this year. If he could do more dribble stuff, more counters like James Jones talked about in the off season, like that's what I wish we could be focusing on instead of, well, if DA goes out and starts dribbling around, is Monty going to get pissed and are we going to have a sideline blow up in game three? Like, which is fully on the table at this point. I have no idea how this is going to shake out. I hope that they're able to have that conversation, bury the hatchet, and this team actually look towards contending for a championship. But right now, it's hard to feel optimistic about anything. We got a player, a starter from last year, who's not even at training camp because he wants out. We've got a guy who is clearly unhappy with some aspect of where he is right now. Like It's, it's bad all around right now. You know, I think tomorrow what we should do is we should have like a dress rehearsal for this DA fan club, like the section (laughs) in the arena. Uh So here's what we'll do. We're going to be at Four Peaks, which means you should be at Four Peaks. And we could kind of like run through this, you know, make sure we're all we've got our chants down. 
We'll brainstorm some t-shirt ideas. We'll pick the games that oh, we can maybe go to. Just a white t-shirt with the words DA on it. That's it. That's it. It's the most I, basic I like shit that. ever. I like black t-shirts. Well, then, can we do black t-shirts with a white sure, DA lettering sure, why instead? Why not? Let's go crazy. Okay, let's do that. Or maybe a purple and an orange one. One D. The D is purple. Like, the a, a is orange. Sure. DeAndre Nation. Hey, Nathan. that's two, Gerald. That's two. <laughs> so you have one more and then you're done. And then you're kicked off the show. <laughs> all right. Well, let's do it. Let's have a dress rehearsal tomorrow at Four Peaks because we will all be there for our last Monday or last Wednesday of the month. The entire PHNX crew will be out there and we want you guys to come join us because not only will we be having a lot of fun, you can also get $3 Kilt Lifter and Wow Pints. When you mentioned that you're there with us. It's four peak fries, man. Also, I was going to mm -hmm. say, Saul told us yesterday <laughs> that there is a new item. The chicken tenders are great, but apparently this is what we're all trying tomorrow, the yes. four peaks fries. Oh, we're not trying. We're devouring. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. I cannot wait. Also, I'm really excited for Thursday. We're doing a haunted ghost tour at mm -hmm. Four Peaks. Did you guys know that Four Peaks is haunted, the mm -hmm. location, and in the month of October they do ghost tours mm -hmm. and apparently it's a heck of a lot of fun and i'm so excited for thursday yeah. and the cool thing is, is we're we're selecting 10 members in our discord tomorrow to join us on oh ghost we tour. are oh nice yes. that'll be fun this is gonna yeah. be even better so come join us maybe on wednesday and potentially on thursday if you are one of those lucky members just a reminder you do have to be 21 years or older to enjoy four peaks beer and we ask that you enjoy responsibly i tell you guys about my weekend Mm -mm. And how I absolutely demolished uh, Johnny, Bo, and Shane in Underdog Fantasy this week. No, did you? Actually, it was week one, and they never invited me back. But either way, <laughs> oh, it's because no. I took all their money. Um, <laughs> and you can also take your friend's money if you just use the Underdog map. It's uh, it's really fun. We just did something like uh, – so every tailgate show, we just we try to just create a, a draft real quick. It takes less than five minutes, and then you have – like a, a seven-person team that you follow for the rest of the day. You put 10 bucks in, you win 40. It's, it's pretty easy, pretty uh, pretty fun. So uh, if you use promo code PHNX by downloading the app, uh, then Underdog will match your deposit up to 100 bucks. They'll double it. So We also uh, put the cool. link in our chat if you guys are here on it's our everywhere. YouTube page. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. So, so yeah, PHNX, use that code. Check it out. Talk shit to your friends and take their money. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's the best part. For oh, me, it's right? absolutely the best part <laughs> I, to tell I, I them how trash they are at everything that they do. Right. They had the names lined up. It was oh, like yeah. this person, yeah. that person. We're such a supportive crew <laughs> yep. here, but yep. not when it comes to underdog fantasy. Yep. That's for sure. Guess what? I'm sorry. I demolished them at NBA Jam yesterday too. So, <laughs> so you're just just keeping all the actually, receipts. You're know, just you handing know, out L's. You know what happened? Actually, <laughs> Emma choked. She oh, no. stole the ball right. with like five seconds left, and all she was right. down by three. And she went all the way to the cup and dunked. And I was like, what are you doing, bro? Okay. Like, and so I inbound the ball. Game was over. I was like, I won by one. <laughs> Trash. Yeah, I just yeah, hear yeah. Emma from behind the back. No. 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 Poor Emma. Everybody can well, get the mails here. Poor Emma did something new for Lindsay. What's that? Oh, boy. Oh, we know Guess what's what time on. it is, everybody. What time is it? Train Machine Tuesday. Train Machine Tuesday. <laughs> I think Train I like this baby better. <laughs> Baby's got good rhythm for the song, I think. <laughs> Thanks. Well in tune. Well choreographed. I was shit on last time for the baby not being in tune by you, Gerald. <laughs> I know. So, that's, why I, that's why I made amends and pointed it out this time. I, I thought forgets. I thought my uh, my first Trade Machine Tuesday 
officially as your producer. I would up go. it yeah. up for Gerald. There we go. I we haven't that. done a trade machine <laughs> Tuesday in quite a while because I think things kind of just cooled off a little bit. But with the news that Jay Crowder is out out mm-hmm. and looking for a new home, figured why not bring it back one more time at least before the season fully tips off. Gerald wrote a very in-depth article over at gophnx.com with even more potential trade options than what we're going to talk about here on the show. So if you would like to read that and dive into all of that, again, gophnx.com. But for today, we're going to take a look at six potential trade options to move Jay Crowder and bring in someone of substance because we obviously don't want to give Jay away for free just because he doesn't want to be here anymore. Right. And what? Sorry, somebody said, Lindsay, do that dance on stream. Yeah. And now I'm imagining Lindsay doing that <laughs> no, dance on stream and I'm no, laughing my ass off. Connor, that's a hard pass, sir. Absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, to, in my defense, I wrote this article on Friday night after Jay Crowder's tweet. So this was before we got the news that he would, in fact, be skipping training camp and they were working on finding a trade, which kind of lowers their leverage here in trade talks if everybody knows that he wants out and that he's not going to play until he's somewhere else. So that could affect some of these proposals, but these are just kind of spitballing ideas of actually getting value back for the Suns if they are forced to trade Jay Crowder because he does still have value. Like he was a starter on a 64-win team. He's a 3 and D guy, lots of playoff experience, good locker room guy, unless you piss him off, apparently. It's going to be great for the Kings. Yeah, so um, we'll start with the first one here. We've got a Philadelphia 76ers trade. Um, the Suns get DeAnthony Melton and Jaden Springer to match salaries, and the Sixers receive Jay Crowder. The Sixers are a contender. They're a team that would be interested in Crowder. I think Tucker is coming off, P.J. Tucker is coming off a knee surgery for them. So it would make sense to have a little bit of insurance there. Um, but your guys' thoughts on this kind of stuff. I love me some DeAnthony Melton. Loved him when he was here. I feel like he his he kind of took off a little bit more when he left the Suns, when he was with the Grizzlies. I think now that he's got more experience under his belt, he does help us out in a some of what of a sense as far as that backup guard that we've been talking about a little bit. Because mm-hmm. he did play that role for the Suns when he was here originally. I'm not mad at it. I don't want it. You don't want it? I don't want it. I don't want anything <laughs> like, to do with get it. Get this going out DeAnthony of my face. Anthony Melton's good. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's a solid player. But it's just, I again, like if you're going to trade Jay Crowder, I want something that's that's that I know I can count on. DeAnthony Melton, he's, he's, he's a good player, not to the level Jay Crowder is, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I want something equal. Okay, but do you honestly think we're going to get something equal or more for well, Jay Crowder? We're playing at this in point? Dreamland right now, Lindsay. I can say <laughs> if we? I don't like something right now. I didn't now. know we were. <laughs> I, mean, I dr- thought we were being a little more realistic since it's legitimately <laughs> happening now. Let's no, we're, we're, we're trying. I, I, like, there's other ones that I like more, okay. which is fair. And I think DeAnthony Melton wouldn't really address what they're losing in terms of depth at the four. Obviously, he's a guard. He's more of an off guard. He can play with the ball in his hands a little bit, but that's not his best attribute. He's a really good defender. Um, mm-hmm. Between Melton, Mikhail Bridges, Josh Okogie, like if you oh, need yeah. a stop late in a game, that's a death the other team's right fucked. There. Like there's yeah. no way they're scoring on that group. And he did improve as a shooter I during his time. Oh, oh, man. Oh, but I'm kidding. I, I do think like his improvement as a shooter has been really impressive. He shot 41% from three a year prior and 37% last year, double digit score for the Grizzlies. And that was a good Grizzlies team. So 
Um, he's a good bench guy that you could plug in at the one, the two, maybe even the three because of his defense. Um, but yeah, my thing is like the Sixers might not be interested in trading a guy they just traded for over the summer, even if all they gave up was like Danny Green, who was coming off an ACL tear. So I don't know. It, it's a little dicey if the Sixers would even be interested in giving up Melton. They might push for like maybe giving up Matisse Thibel or something like that. Cool. All right. Next up, the Suns get Karis LeVert. And the Cavs get Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit, and a protected 2023 first round pick. <laughs> Saul's laughing. He has thoughts. Oh boy. What's up, Saul? Listen, I don't care. I don't think Karis Levert is worth all that. But god damn, you threw in Landry Shamit. How can I say no? You gotta do it. Fucking do it yesterday. Yeah, give him three first rounders. I don't give a shit. Let's go. Oh god. <laughs> Just even the mention of Landry Shamit makes him laugh. That's now. Right. He's such a jerk. Like, I hope he oh never God. watches this show ever. Oh, man. We're every never mention of him, him so just starts laughing. <laughs> no, if we have him on the show, I, I, I will kindly excuse Look, myself because <laughs> you better. I don't want to put you guys in that situation. Listen, Landry, he tries. That's cool. Um, Landry I, did say some things yesterday, too, that he, he has seen mm-hmm. the conversations around his play i know i quote tweeted and said and he's me, bro. working really hard <laughs> to be a better player and that he thinks he has more to give than what he showed last year good i'm glad he he feels that way and if he turns it around this season then i'm cool i will change my tune <laughs> but what i saw in 2021 22 was not good at all right. and um so and yeah. he's he's acutely aware he was saying i'm my harshest critic i i've seen it i agree with it i respect all the criticism that i've gotten uh, he did also bring up the fact that, like, last year he got in touch with his father for the first time um, and met his father's family, who his father had three other kids. So he has three new siblings. And so he was kind of dealing with the emotional complexity of that kind of situation last year. Ooh. And I think that sort of thing can weigh on your mental a mm-hmm. little bit. So I, I, he said he's in a much better place now. He spent the summer hanging out with his new family and getting to know them and kind of mending those bridges. So... I do think we might see a different Landry Shamit this year just from that mental aspect alone. But getting back to the actual trade that we brought up here, Levert does have injury concerns. That's yeah. that's obvious. But he was pretty close to being a two-way stud like a year or two ago before the injuries really started keeping him down. Um, he was borderline 20 points per game scorer. He's a guy that you could trust if you, you know, if campaign isn't cutting it. Like he could play multiple positions, really good defender, not a great three point shooter, but he can create some of his own offense. Lehurt. Yes. Lehurt. Yeah. Yes. He is a little bit. I, I'll give you that. He is a little bit. Like, I'll give you that. Like, I, I in the article, oh every single God. one of these trades comes oh with some caveat. God. You're not going to get the perfect deal, especially Gilbert. with a guy like that. Gilbert, stop. What, what, what oh, don't you the, want me Not the Fresh Prince. <laughs> not the Fresh Prince. <laughs> You guys. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Oh, man. I on. hope Landry turns it around this year. I really do. Uh, hopefully, you know, the new siblings asking for tickets every game doesn't distract him this season. So, um, yeah, hopefully he turns it around and everything's all good. I That's what that's the best case scenario for the Suns. But mm. obviously, like, uh, I, don't, I don't have high hopes on that. So you're not a fan of the Levert trade? Uh, no. 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 I do like Levert, but I don't like him that much. Okay. All right. Well, let's move right on along. In this trade scenario, the Phoenix Suns will get Dorian Finney-Smith 
and the Mavs get Jay Crowder. Now, mm. the biggest question here <clears throat> is, well, if this were to come to fruition, would it feel gross? No, no. the Mavs would never do that. Not for the Suns. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think you would have to attach a first round pick in this to get the Mavs to bite. I don't think two seconds is cutting it because Dorian Finney-Smith is a younger player. He's under team control for the next four years at a very nice price at like 11, 12 million a season. He shot more consistently than Jay the last few seasons. He's kind of a better player at this point. He doesn't have as much playoff experience and a reputation that a Jay Crowder has. Clearly but, that didn't matter against the Suns last year. Right. But this would have to this would have to be the Mavs totally blind like tunnel vision on a guy that they used to have and that they liked in their locker room. Like I I wouldn't see this happening unless there is a first round pick attached. Yeah. And would that make so, it feel gross if you add in some picks no, and know that you're no. helping the Mavs? Oh in no. some sort of a way. No, because obviously you're, you're getting better yeah. too, but in some sort of the way yeah. you're helping them. I mean at mm -hmm. the end of the day you gotta ask yourself, did you improve? Are you a better team? And can you beat the Mavs this year? And I think with this scenario, they they would say yes. In terms of one-on-one -on -one replacements for kind of the things that Jay does, I don't think you can do better than the improvement that you would do going from Jay Crowder to Dorian Finney-Smith. I really don't. Like, he shot 39, 39, 37% from three over the last three years. He's been about the same in rebounding as Jay, and he's a good defender too. So, like, and he scored more than Jay the last three seasons. So, I think that's something to bear in mind. But, again, it, it's tough to picture teams that just played each other in the playoffs last year coming to an agreement on a trade. All right. So we have three more to get into. But first, did you guys hear that OGs launched their brand new sleep edition gummy? I did not. Yep. And it's in the aqua berry flavor, which is mighty tasty. So this gummy is pretty cool because when you have a hard time falling asleep or you just have had a week or a weekend where you haven't gotten really good sleep, these gummies come in so clutch because they're two to one THC CBN ratio gummy. And CBN is a compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep, which is big time. Big, big, big time because we all know how much I care about my sleep. And I also care about all of your guys' sleep do as they well. Have a, do they have a CB, do they have a, an edible that makes you sleep as long as you do? I'm sure these would help you with that. <laughs> That's mean. what I'm saying. I so like I need drugs. you to get on my level so that you're so refreshed, you're ready to go, you got all the energy. Mm. Um, and then I need one so that I can double my sleep and come in refreshed with all oh the energy. <laughs> but if you guys haven't checked them out, we highly recommend you go take a look at OGs online at ogsbrands.com to get all the information about these brand new sleep edition gummies. You can also find them on Instagram at ogsbrands and you can find their products at your local dispensary. But just a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older to purchase. Okay, next up, mm -hmm. the Phoenix Suns get Jordan Clarkson and Jared Vanderbilt. The Jazz get Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, and a 2023 first round top five protected pick. What say you? You go first, Gerald. Sure. I mean, I, I've been on the record as saying I don't think Jordan Clarkson is the people that Suns fans think he is. He makes really bad decisions. He's not an efficient shooter, um, but he can create his own offense. And I get wanting to have an alternative if campaign plays like he did last year. Um, so it would be one of those situations where you kind of live by his shot selection, die by his shot selection when he's in there. Um, but I do like Jared Vanderbilt if they could find a way to bring him aboard. They apparently tried to with the Boyan Bogdanovich trade, but couldn't get that done um yeah i do think you're gonna have to give up a first round pick if you're getting both clarkson and vanderbilt and ainge might want two at which case i say it's not worth it but um yeah i think this is a decent trade it's one that keeps coming up because the jazz are going to be looking to sell so 
it makes sense on paper for both teams. I like Jared Vanderbilt a lot, and I think he's the one that makes this trade. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually like this trade, and I think I would go for it. Um, yeah, Jordan Clarkson isn't the the most ideal guy, but again, when 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 Clarkson is rolling, um, he's he's one of the better guards in the league. Like he can he can get his shot off. He can shoot very well. Um, it's just you know the turnovers and all the other things that go along with it. So um, I, I like this trade. Gerald Dett in the chat said, take Sarich and Clarkson out of that deal and I'm good. Jay and a pick for Vanderbilt. Does the math on that work? Um, I don't think it does just by itself because Vanderbilt makes like four and a half million and Jay is at about 10.2. So I think you'd have to make some math work a little bit there. Um, Yeah, I would have to look into the Jazz's uh, salary there to figure out how that would work. But but to your point, Saul, Vanderbilt's the one that moves the needle here Mm -hmm. and Jordan Clarkson is kind of like added value i yeah. guess you could say yeah, and mm-hmm. since we haven't really done a whole lot to fortify the bench it's not the worst thing no. we could do and like josh hunt said just tell clarkson he's playing against the suns every game and he'll go off <laughs> it's true he has his greatest has his best games against the suns <laughs> this one has a really mixed bag of emotions from the chat there are some people who are like this is the one mm-hmm. absolutely yes mm-hmm. and there are people who are like hard pass absolutely not yeah. mm-hmm. so this one's got the most uh most <laughs> that's how you know it's an interesting emotion. trade proposal. Dragoon <laughs> said we had better shoot ninety percent from three this year because we ain't getting any rebounds. <laughs> True. Well, Vanderbilt would help with that. He would average True. about eight I'm a game s- last year. K one, I am still on the Harrison Barnes <clears throat> trade. Mm-hmm. And that was the trade that was in the article, but since we've talked about him so many times before, we decided to, to highlight it, a few other ones. Yeah. We talked about him so many times because that is the deal. It's a good, it would be a good deal. deal. I love me some. Okay, this balls. one, this one cracked me up when I was reading your article, Gerald, because the very first thing you said after proposing this trade was "look dot dot dot." <laughs> but I'm not mad at it at all. Okay, uh-huh. so in this one, the Suns get Kelly Oubre Jr. Oh, and oh, wrong graphic, on. wrong graphic. The Sun. Anyway, in this abort, one, abort. The Suns get Kelly Oubre Jr. and the Hornets get Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. So, Gerald, explain the look, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Look, (laughs) Jay Crowder wants to start somewhere. He would probably start in Charlotte with everything that's going on with Miles Bridges and because he'd be replacing Oubre, um, and he would be on a playoff-ish caliber team. Kelly Oubre would be coming back to the Valley after a few humbling years on other teams, learning, okay, maybe I'm not that guy. I come off the bench for a Hornets team that didn't even make the playoffs but now I get to be on a Suns team that's a contender, be back with Monty, back in the Valley, and embrace the love that the fans showed him here. And the Suns do need a little athleticism. They're not an athletic team. They need somebody that can get to the rim. And as much as his tunnel vision can be aggravating at times, he did get to the rim, and he was a good slasher. So it's not perfect, but this is one of those trades that, like, if there's not a lot else out there, this is not terrible return for a guy who has publicly requested his way out. We have also talked about when you lose Jay, you lose some of that edginess, some of that spunk mm-hmm. that the team often needs in just certain times throughout the game. You just need somebody to put a little spark of energy into you. Kelly can bring that to this team mm-hmm. and to the crowd. So no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Absolutely not. No, no way. There's just no way, dude. Listen. It took two years for Jay and CP3 to to have a disagreement on the court. That shit would happen in game two. <laughs> like, CP3 would tell Kelly Oubre, no, bro, that's not what we're doing here. 
And Kelly would just be like, nah, I don't hear you. Shot, <laughs> shot, shot. Like, would not care. Like, no, this is the the worst idea. This is the worst trade on the whole list. You don't think just, that the humbling no. years that Gerald just pointed no, out would no, have changed anything? No, because he's coming back here. And he knows he has a legion of fans that follow him blindly and love him and his swag. And his swag don't mean shit to me because it doesn't give me wins. So, mm -hmm. no. Hell no. I love Tsunami Poppy. I love Kelly Oubre as a person, but not on the Suns. I don't like it. Not even a little bit. Somebody mentioned in the chat. I can't find it right now. Oh, Aaron. He said, Oubre debuts the Valley jersey and just missed out wearing it if that I know. happens. It'd be sad. Could you like... We oh, got you guys brutal. be sad about the wrong thing. We got Kelly Oubre trades bookending <laughs> the mean, Valley just, Jersey era. That'd be kind of funny. It's just an though. added thing to <laughs> like. It's just interesting how that would have worked out if it, if this trade was something. I mean, that actually like, listen, like at, at peak Suns, right? Kelly Oubre would have been a terrible fit. Okay, he goes to the Warriors, and the Warriors were in a decline at the moment, right? But you're talking about one of the best organizations anywhere mm -hmm. in all of sports mm -hmm. right and you have some of the greatest players on that franchise and kelly Oubre still couldn't find a way to be a part of that like mm -hmm. holy shit andrew wiggins resurged over there what like it, oh, no kelly Oubre, stay in charlotte i'd rather stash jay in the transformation center oh, no. uh for for <laughs> for life until we find a suitable replacement look all i'll say is there are two eyes in championship Oh and they're Kelly Oubre's. No. <laughs> oh that's not the third as far as the DA puns, but I think that's the third one. I think I've, one. I've reached my limit. That's the third one, Gerald. <laughs> Cross the line. All right. And finally, we've got Julius Randle. So the Suns get Julius Randle. The Knicks get Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, and a 2023 first round pick. This is the one that excites me the most, but okay. I'm still like, uh, how would that? really fit because mm. julius randall is um i don't know how him and da would work together mm. it, it, that that's the that's the thing I, I can't see how those two really really are are, are ideal uh, but in terms of like getting the fan base involved and excited about a potential player you're talking about an all-star level player um obviously i think i think julius randall is that guy but he had an off year last year after having a phenomenal year the year before didn't play up to those standards. He didn't meet the hype. Uh, I wonder, and, and listen, the Knicks are already talking about possibly getting rid of him. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I totally get that. I think he was miscast because of that really good year that he had, not last year, but the year before where he like led the Knicks to the playoffs and everybody was like, oh, this is him. And then in the playoffs, he really wasn't him at all. I think people miscast him as like, like he's the number one on a, on a team. Like he shouldn't be the number two on a really good team. But he still did put up twenty and ten and five. Also, like, Alfred Payton led them to the playoffs that year too. So stop it, <laughs> stop it. But like he still put up twenty ten and five. He would help on the rebounding front. My big question is kind of similar to yours. How does he fit with Da? Because the year before he shot forty one percent from three, could space the floor. Last year that fell more than ten percentage points to thirty one percent. Like if he can't shoot the three, the spacing there is off, and you're relying on Da to space the floor which that's just not what he's best at. He's best attacking the rim, attacking the basket, using his efficiency around the rim. So He suffers from the same black holeness as uh, yes, Kelly Oubre. Yes, he does. He, he can be a black hole as far as just putting his head down and barreling in because that's kind of what he's best at. So the spacing there wouldn't be ideal, but he is an interesting kind of, 
um, buy low candidate right now because it, it feels like his trade value is a lot lower than it was a year ago. A lot of people in the chat had mentioned they they would be concerned about the type of person he is in the locker room. Is that? Do you I, guys have I, any concerns really about heard that? anything negative about him in the locker room, but I don't know. Have you? I know he can be a little bit of a prick, have a prickly demeanor. And um, I think Derek Rose was saying something at media day that like the top guy through the bottom needs to be open to criticism. And people were kind of taking that as a, a, shot, at a shot at him and not being open to constructive criticism or coverages, whatever. So um, it's possible. And that's a valid concern. Like I said, none of these trades are going to be perfect because the Suns are not in optimum dealing position here. But um, it is something to think about because even with all those concerns, he's a really talented player and rebounding is one of the biggest concerns for this group mm -hmm. this year. Well, let me tell you guys about the DraftKings Sportsbook app before we get into our final question of the show. Because new customers right now can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. I know the DraftKings Sportsbook app basically wants to give you free money. You just have to join the funness over here and take all that free money because they also have stepped up their same game parlay. So right now for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. We've got bigger payouts than ever. So why not join the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and make watching sports even more fun? It's very simple. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you use that promo code PHNX. Again, that's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Saul, do you have a pick of the week that yes, will get us some money? The bed wide, best wide receiving core in the National Football League, uh, Jalen Waddle mm -hmm. and uh, Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. uh, they're the underdogs against the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow or on Thursday night. Really? So, uh, yeah, you can take the, the Dolphins and win yourself a lot of cash. At plus 170. That's the pick. That's oh, yeah. the money line. Do it. It's simple. It's easy. The Bengals are frauds, mm -hmm. uh, and the Dolphins will win. Plus 170 is pretty good. Yeah. That's not a terrible bet to not make. Not bad at all. Mm -mm. I like that. They're four and a half point underdogs, and I don't understand really? why. Because all the Bengals did was beat the measly Jets. Right. Who cares about the Jets? Nobody. New York sucks. Sorry, Cam Johnson. Your Bengals team is not the pick this week. No, yeah. Don't ever pick the Bengals. <laughs> That's your DraftKings pick of the week. We wish you all the luck and hope you win a bunch of money. Okay, the last thing I wanted to ask you guys, because I've seen a lot of people talking about this in the last handful of days since this Jay Crowder news came out. In your mind, is there any scenario where we sit on Jay for a month or two into the season, maybe that December 15th time frame or even come February at the trade deadline. Is there any scenario in your mind where the Suns just hold on to Dre until something better comes along? I mean, I'm sure it's possible, but if they're doing it just to wait for the right deal, like they've got to make a move. They they can't go into the season with Cam Johnson as the four and who's going to back him up Dario at the like Dario's best as a small ball five. I just I don't see that being a healthy like there's enough shit going on right now with the, we were just talking about DA and Monty all day today. Like you don't want that situation to fester or linger or hang overhead. You need to get a return for a useful starter now so that you can spend the season getting them accustomed to your teammates and get on track to like win a title. You need to do it as soon as you can. Fuck them. Like stick them <laughs> in the deep freeze and don't pull them out until like if you could do the what is it? What is the chamber that they put Han Solo in? 
Oh, carbonite. Carbonite. If you could Freeze put his ass carbonite. in carbonite <laughs> and stick his ass in the in in the front where people walk by him, like I'd do that tomorrow. Like uh, he. I'm not making a trade because Jay Crowder is being salty and doesn't like the water at Gila River. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, he's going to stay there until I find the right deal for this franchise, and then we move on. That's how it's going to go. I was talking about the pool, by the way, not the actual water at Gila River. <laughs> so, because he does those pool parties and shit. Yeah. Does this, does it hurt? Because I know most people have said that. Sure, the trade value for Jay right now, because we already know 100% he's going to be moved, could be diminished a little bit. Does sitting on him diminish it even more? I'm sure it does, but that's the level of petty I'm willing to go if I'm James Jones. Like, you try to take this into your own hands. I can't really get a, a good, solid deal back in return for you because everybody's trying to lowball me. So fuck it. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait and wait and wait and wait. And if it never comes to fruition, so be it. But I... I, I Making a trade just to make a trade doesn't do anything for the Suns either. They need somebody that's going to contribute, and I don't know if they're going to get that right now. I get that, but I do think if you're sitting on him just to be petty or just because you're like, oh, this deal's okay, but it's not the perfect deal, like you're hurting the team because they don't have a viable backup at the four right now. Like, Yeah, but training for DeAndre, uh, DeAnthony Melton isn't going to do that either. No, it's not, but at least it gives you time to like recalculate, get rid of one problem. This team has too many problems hanging overhead already like and you know jay crowder the longer he sits the more those twitter fingers are going to fire off in all caps like, yeah let him do it it's entertaining i mean i'm entertained but I, uh, <laughs> it's not going to help them in a trade that's for sure this is true uh <laughs> philip i think han solo was blind after carbonite <laughs> lowers the trade value oh, no. he still had trade value boba still gave him the job and got a nice payday yeah. so his site came back too by the way thank you guys for <laughs> tuning in we appreciate you as always um, just a reminder, well, not even a reminder. This is the first time I'm telling you this. We went live at 3 p.m. today because of training camp. We want to make sure that we're able to talk with all the players and coaches before we come and have this show so that we can share the latest news and information with you guys. So for the remainder of this week, just be a little bit flexible with with us. Not we, tomorrow, though. We will be at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow oh, yeah. will 100% we be at 2 o'clock. We don't have a choice whether uh, I will be there or not. Because we're going to be, be at Four Peaks again. So, again, if you want to come hang out, come hang out with us. But, you know, Thursday, Friday, if things have to be a little bit flexible because of training camp again, just bear with us. We'll put it in the Discord. We'll tweet it out. Um, so just keep an eye out for all of that stuff. Our Twitter is phnx underscore sons. If you're not following already, you should definitely be doing that. Mm -hmm. But again, thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Don't forget to hit that like button on your way out. And if you're listening to this on audio, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review because it helps us out a lot. Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And you can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. I was going to say Gerald take us home, but Saul looks like he's ready for something. Oh, no. I was, go ahead, I, Gerald. Oh. I can take us home. Just remember, you can show or you can tell, but it's good if you do at least one of those two things. Hey, yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never going to let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey, Gerald, Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on.